My name is DJ Deskset. My name is MC Electrical Appliance. <laughs> Welcome to actually an unusually romantic edition of the show entitled... Happy Anniversaries, 1 to 10. <laughs> All the anniversaries, well, a decade of them anyway. Yes. All at one go. That's right. Saves on cards. It does. Ecologically <laughs> it does. sound. Mm-hmm. This came up when we were talking the other week there about uh, this might be a nice idea for a theme. Not just one show, actually, because you can actually get wedding anniversary gifts up to ni- 90th anniversary. Yeah, and then it's over. At that point, <laughs> so you're just over. taking the mickey, aren't you? You're just <laughs> you like, are, all yeah. right, come on. <laughs> Die already. So hopefully there'll be another eight volumes of the show yeah. over the <laughs> coming years. Yeah, because last week, for some reason, I can't remember why, I looked up a list of anniversaries <laughs> and I thought, ooh, a list. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like an easy way to put together a show. It's <laughs> surprising there isn't a kind of world consensus on mm. exactly what you celebrate for each year of a wedding anniversary. No, not at all. Inevitably, the Americans have their own version. It's a bit like football and American football. <laughs> People in America think that American football is football, mm. but it, it's not. No. The rest of the world thinks it's something completely different and doesn't care at all about American football. No. It's the same with anniversaries. They've got their own thing, haven't they? Well, yeah, but I have to say, without offending the entire uh, nation, they're, they're quite dull, actually, the American ones. <laughs> Good, let's alienate, <laughs> you know, most of our listenership. For example, desk set and electrical appliance. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what a desk set is. Really. What is it? Is it one of those things like a, an elk horn, which you you put a pencil holder in? That's I think thing. that's it. Yeah. Well, that's perfectly sensible. No, I suppose it is actually. I put it like that. Sorry, America. In amongst all the anniversary music, we do of course have uh, MC Electrical Appliance and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week we note the ingraining of lineal sequential habits, but even more important, we point out the visual homogenising of experience of print culture and the relegation of auditory and other sensuous complexity to this show. (laughs) We're going to get underway by playing a track from Mexican organist extraordinaire and band leader Pres Prado. I haven't heard from him for a while on the show. Mm. With a bit of a belter, actually. A, a song, I think, is one of the oldest songs in terms of when it was written. I think it was written in about 1915, this tune. But Vintage! The, it is. It was apparently a massive number one hit for the Mills Brothers in the 40s, but they did a fairly languid version. Inevitably, uh, Pres Prado has cranked up a few gears. So this is his version of Paper Doll. Happy first anniversary.
You have just listened to Cotton to the Bell from the High Llamas there, mm. from their 1999 album Snowbug. Mm. What a delight. That's year two. Happy anniversary again. <laughs> this joke is not going to get old. And that uh, track features the uh, vocal stylings of Mary Hansen then, and the whole album features Mary and Leticia Sadier. I'm not quite sure if Leticia's on that one, but anyway, she's on the album. Beautiful sounds. We don't hear enough from either Pres Prado or the High Llamas, actually. So no. It's, it's good to get them both on. They they played uh, together quite nicely there, I thought. <laughs> it was a downshift of gear, but I quite like that. Yeah, quite yeah. Like the shift of Perez there. came out fighting. He did, yeah. This is the thing about these anniversary, wedding anniversary things. Year one, paper. Like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, all right, this is the green paper, isn't there? The green stuff. The cash, cash money, could be that kind of paper. Oh, yes, I suppose the folding. Or it could just be stationary, couldn't it, you know, which is not quite as good. I like nothing more than a sheet of A4. I like a bit of fool's cap myself. <laughs> I love stationary. Well, they yeah, should probably widen it rather than just being paper just to any kind of stationary. That would be much more interesting. Hmm. Well, I can get lost in a stationer. Any kind of stationary, any kind of paper. <laughs> I'll smell paper. <laughs> and cotton, well, you know, that's all right. But I think both of them made those anniversaries sing. I don't think anybody would be grumpy with either paper or cotton in the hands of Perez or the High Llamas. Indeed. You are listening to Project Moonbase, a weekly show you can download from the website, projectmoonbase.com. But there are many, many ways in which to get in touch with us, including... Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Project Moonbase. We're on Twitter. You can talk to us directly. It's almost like we're friends or something. And thanks to those of you who have been sending in, as requested, uh, your listening photographs. Yeah. We've had two in so far. <laughs> two. Come on, listeners. <laughs> if you want to show us how you listen to Project Moonbase, send us a pic. And you can do a hashtag how I listen. Delighted to hear, actually, that uh, one of the two people who tweeted in, Daniel Hogberg, actually fell asleep listening to our And So To Sleep show. It's good to know that it works. Yeah, it works. It's dangerous. Don't listen to it while driving or flying in a helicopter or something. Goodness. Yeah, we're very potent, aren't we? It's a strong brew. Now, listeners, if you aren't that interested in Twitter, that's fine. We're also on the Facebook. Go to the Facebooks and do whatever you do on there. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Project Moonbase. That's right. Now, listeners, we've had paper. It's pretty dull. We've had <laughs> cotton. Okay. Yeah. Run of the mill. Year three, Ooh. it's leather. Ah. Leather. As I pointed out last week, it's a little early for leather, isn't it? <laughs> you know? When do you think it should be? I'm not sure it should be anywhere, <laughs> frankly. I don't know whether big leather is trying to kind of muscle into this otherwise fairly anodyne list of fairly straightforward things. Yes. But uh, here it is. Anyway, my mind immediately went to the great and fearsome and terrifying Grace Jones. Naturally. I remember her murmuring mm. ominously about leatherette, but um, it seemed a little... Stern. Is it a little stern, isn't it? You really wouldn't want to bump into Grace Jones <laughs> in an alley, or in fact anywhere, because I imagine she would get quite annoyed by that. She would. She doesn't like collisions. Bless her. So I listened to quite a few versions of Warm Leatherette, many of which make um, Grace Jones's version seem twee <laughs> in comparison and, and good-humoured. <laughs> but then we alighted upon this particular rendition, mm. which I enjoy mostly just because of the, um, the way these ladies recite the phrase Warm Leatherette with a slightly, I think, is redolent with a sort of sardonic urban wit or something. <laughs> Like they might be curling their lip while holding a glass of um, warm Chardonnay, perhaps. And maybe a cigarette and a cigarette holder. Oh, <laughs> nice touch. Yes, yes. 
This is uh, Chicks on Speed, who we have played on the show before, and they certainly you can't accuse them of being po-faced. They do like having a, having a laugh, playing around with stuff, and uh, dressing up in crazy costumes. So yes, this is uh, from their 2000 album called Will Save Us All, Chicks on Speed's version of Warm Leatherette. Let's all sing into the actions. <laughs> 
salad there from the Wiggles. 40 delicious fruit-filled uh, seconds. Mm. That's from the Wiggles Meet the Orchestra. They are an Australian children's TV ensemble. You were saying they've classed up their act a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know that I know the work of the Wiggles terribly well, but I'm assuming and imagining that most of their output is nursery rhyme style musical arrangement. Sparsely arranged, perhaps. Sparsely arranged, with maybe some toy xylophones. But <laughs> I like the fact that they brought the orchestra in for this one and then had them playing along to a song which basically amounts to the words fruit salad. <laughs> being repeated which is delightful it's a kind of there's a kind of new anthem there i think in the making the fruit salad anthem yeah i think so i found myself punching the air wishing to have fruit salad <laughs> and um so it's effective it really is effective short to it the is. point and before that of course chicks on speed with warm leatherette now, actually, I, a thought occurs to me, which is that so this show is a perfect show for you to dive through our Amazon portal, go to projectmoonbase.com, because each one of these tracks represents its own anniversary gift. Yeah. You could give an MP3 <laughs> of, of these tracks to your dear one. I'm sure they would really appreciate that. Yeah, and don't forget, these anniversaries aren't just about people that have been married for too long. <laughs> you can apply them to anything. You can apply them to pets. <laughs> inanimate objects stuffed toys let's not be picky about this we're opening up wedding anniversaries to anyone and anything <laughs> horse pony parrot i mean this is why listeners we need to go up all the way to 90 because a parrot will outlive you won't it that's right we'll probably have to think of a few of 10 more beyond that of our own Maybe. 10 of our own special anniversaries mm. for, other, for, for those of you who own a giant tortoise or anything. yeah definitely if you <laughs> if you own a giant tortoise you'll just have to stay with us for the first 10 or so <laughs> episodes of this and then we might be in trouble <laughs> we'll get back to you. We'll be returning very shortly with a spot of woodwork, dear listener. But first of all, it's time to go for a delicious mid-price meal of necessary news. Thanks to listener Chris F. Frain here for pointing us to the sad news of the demise of Hitchbot. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> we mentioned him a while ago. The world-famous hitchhiking robot Hitchbot has met his demise in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. <laughs> the hitchhiking robot that captured the hearts of fans worldwide met its end in the United States of America. The Canadian researchers who created Hitchbot as a social experiment explained that someone in Philadelphia damaged the robot beyond repair early on Saturday, ending its first American tour after two weeks. Sadly, it's come to an end said Frork Zeller, one of Hitchbot's co-creators. My trip must come to an end for now, but my love for humours will never fade. Tweeted Hitchbot on August the 1st. Little did he know, he only had two days left. Oh, my. This is tragic, isn't it? No, really, is I'm willing up here. This is really, <laughs> this is really heartbreaking. <clears throat> I'm trying to pull it together because I am a professional. The kid-sized robot, oh, this is even worse, set out to travel across the country after successfully hitchhiking across Canada without incident and the Netherlands oh. and even Germany. I didn't realise it'd been that far. Even though they started two world wars. <laughs> it is immobile, relying on the kindness of strangers. Those who picked it up often passed it to other travellers or left it where others might find it. It started in Marblehead, Massachusetts on July 17th with a grin on its digital face <laughs> and a sign stuck on it that read San Francisco or bust. Oh, the robot bounced around the Boston area and was briefly taken to sea. Oh. It took in a Red Sox game, but Hitchbot never made it off the East Coast. 
The creators were sent an image of the vandalized robot on Saturday, but couldn't track its location because the battery is dead. They said they don't know who destroyed it or why. Mm. During its travels, the robot attended a comic convention and a wedding and had its portrait painted in the Netherlands, and it once spent an entire week with a heavy metal band, <laughs> which we will draw a veil over as a sort of robot groupie. <laughs> with the robot destroyed, Zella said she was most concerned about children who loved Hitchbot and followed it on social media. Her team doesn't plan to release the last photo of it to protect young fans who may be distraught. Well, that's probably wise. I hope that people won't be too disappointed or too sad, she said. And as I tweeted during the week, poor Hitchbot, the US was not ready for his mixture of freeloading and radical atheist chit-chat. You will be missed. Let's hope there'll be a Hitchbot too. Oh, I hope so. He can rise from the ashes. A militarised version. <laughs> He'll just have a little switchblade <laughs> if he sees a look of hostility on somebody's face. He needs to be a bit harder, I think, for the US. Welcome to America. I don't know. You, one can't draw conclusions about the entire United States from one Pratt in Philadelphia, but come on. It might have had something to do with the fact that Hitchbot, at least part of him, was made out of a beer koozie. Maybe somebody was just thirsty and thought, there's beer in him. Oh, this is true, yeah. Maybe it was just simple thirst. Just crack him open. Who knows? <laughs> Thanks to Johan van der Neif, also known as Bits Galore, for alerting me to moss viewing trips catching on in Japan amongst women. So, gentlemen, if you want to find yourself a Japanese lady, maybe you should go on a moss-viewing trip. Or maybe you cultivate some moss. Mm. <laughs> moss-viewing excursions are becoming an increasingly popular activity in Japan. Women are getting together at a scenic lakeside area at the foot of Mount Kitayatsugateke in Nagato Prefecture. Instead of looking at the panorama around them, they are crawling around on their hands and knees looking at colonies of moss growing in the area which is known as green carpet. The key to moss viewing is lowering the body to the same level as the mosses. <laughs> you don't say. Takatsu Ino, a 44-year-old plant <laughs> ecology expert. He's quite an expert, isn't, isn't he? Isn't he? Can you imagine? It's like, look, you are too high. Crouch down to the same level as the moss. He is an expert not only in moss, but also, obviously, psychology at Suro University, and he is the one who leads this moss observation expedition near Lake Shirakoma. The area around the lake has been designated by the Biological Society of Japan as a, quote, precious moss-covered forest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I'd, I'd like that on a T-shirt. That's quite a designation, isn't it? He guides a two-day excursion. Ueno shows the wonders of the world of moss to fascinated ladies. When cultures of a variety of synagogue moss were sprayed with a mist, the leaves opened out and their colour changed from brown to green, prompting an observer to cry, this is like magic. Are these trips only open to women or can gentlemen? There are some men there as well. Oh. Women are rich in emotions, Eno says. <laughs> they can innocently enjoy changes in the shapes and colours of leaves, for example, so they are well suited to moss viewing. <laughs> as opposed to men who have a perverted enjoyment. A cynical observer of moss. <laughs> The moss viewing boom coincides with the vogue for hiking among young women. Many women admire plants and flowers as they hike, and that may have piqued interest in moss, said Hisako Fuji, 37, the author of the book entitled Mosses, My Dear Friends. 
Oh, well. I have to get that. I wonder if there is a moss anniversary. <laughs> there should be. Because mm, that would be an ideal gift. Mm. Mosses, which are rootless, do not need soil to live on, so they can prosper in many locations around the world. There are apparently 20,000 varieties of moss, 1,600 of which are present in Japan. What I like about mosses is that they are surviving the toughness as they reach out for water and light, said Mari Sugiyama, 27-year-old office worker, who was participating in the expedition. For Sugiyama, moss viewing apparently offers a respite from the stresses of everyday life. Seeing clusters of mosses living together, I can forget about our competitive society, <laughs> she said. <laughs> So it's true, women do appreciate moss. This explains DJ Desk Set's popularity amongst lady botanists, as he himself is home to several species of moss. I am. Most of my back garden is moss. Well, well. Kevin Bacon demands more male nudity in film. <laughs> Veteran actor Kevin Bacon sees a problem, a problem he feels can be solved by his being naked, <laughs> and other male actors also being naked. And now a word from Kevin Bacon. Hi, I'm Kevin Bacon. There's a big problem in Hollywood today. In so many films and TV shows, we see gratuitous female nudity, and that's not okay. Well, it's okay, but it's not fair to actresses, and it's not fair to actors, because we want to be naked, too. Gentlemen, it's time to free the bacon. And by bacon, of course, I mean your wiener, your balls, and your butt. Game of Thrones. You got three sex scenes an episode. How hard would it be to just show one or two wieners every couple of minutes? This is an issue of gender equality. Let me be on the show. Come on, I'll, I'll play a naked wizard or something. I've done it before. Have you seen Wild Things? I was super naked in that. It was awesome. Matt Dillon was there. He saw my wiener. Hollow Man. I had an infrared wiener in that. Fifty Shades of Grey. I, he I heard that you never even see it. Why not let Jamie Dornan take off his pants? Or better yet, let me play Christian Grey. We'll do the whole movie in one long close-up of my penis. Hey, Marvel, I have an idea for a superhero. It's me, and guess what? I have an infinity stone on the tip of my wiener. I actually have a nude scene in every film I'm in. I put it in my contract, full frontal, and they take them out. They say, Kevin, you don't need to be naked in this. It doesn't make sense. Kevin, it's an animated film. You're in a voiceover booth. Please put on your pants. Kevin, you're not even in this movie. Why are you here and why are you naked? Bullshit. I was naked in Frost Nixon. And guess what? They CGI'd pants on me. My dog Skip. The only naked character was a dog, which is great, but not enough. A sore subject, but the following didn't have a single shot of my penis, and now it's canceled. Surprise, surprise. So what can you do to help? Use the hashtag free the bacon and tweet out a picture of your genitals immediately. No, no. What? Don't. We no. can't. What? We can't? Absolutely not. What? I'm being told that you should not do that. Really? Really? Yes. This, see, this is the problem. This is the problem right here. Forget it. I'm out of here. Free the bacon, indeed. Yeah, it's serious. <laughs> it's very, very, very serious. And I think it's it's brave of him to come out. <laughs> it's very brave, yeah. I'm not sure we want to encourage our listeners to tweet a picture of their genitals. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Whatever you want to on the rest of the internet, that's your business. It's one thing asking our listeners to tweet a picture of how they listen to the show, but keep your genitals in, probably, for that one. Keep your clothes on. Kevin Bacon is like a modern-day Marshall McLuhan, only with more of a focus <laughs> on penis. <laughs> you have been used. 
Sporagium. Thank you, Mr. Canium. Thank you, sir. For that umami selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. Delightful uh, low-key sounds there of Mr. Vic Mars from his EP Curriculum for Schools and Colleges Volume 2, which you can get on his Bandcamp page. Go to projectmoonbase.com and slash anniversaries, and you'll see a link next to that uh, track. And that was a track called Woodwork. Yeah, for your f- happy fifth anniversary. <laughs> Indeed. Wood. Nothing like a block of wood. And of course, this is about woodwork, which is obviously a mournful activity. It is, hence the slightly mournful sound. Yeah, I remember enduring woodwork. Although there weren't quite as many blood-curdling screams as <laughs> I remember in woodwork where children would accidentally saw the end of their finger off or accidentally stick a chisel <laughs> in their forearm. There seemed to be a lot more bloodletting. Maybe that was just my school, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's fairly common, actually. There seemed to be a, a real emphasis on accidental self-mutilation in any kind of uh, woodworking or metalworking. So thanks, Vic. Thanks for stirring that up. <laughs> And uh, he's got a new album coming out, hasn't he? He has indeed, yes. Penciled in for late summer, which I guess is now, on Francis Castle's Claypipe Records. This, I believe, is Vic Mars' first physical release, the one you can actually sort of rub it up against your cheek and, you know, fondle it gently. Nestle it. Nestle it. It's an album called The Land and the Garden. Hmm, lovely. Very bucolic. Is it an LP or is it a vinyl or is it a CD? It's going to be a lovely slab of 12-inch vinyl in LP form, yes. Oh, Hello, the best. (laughs) The best kind. 
and uh, Francis Castle tends to put things out in fairly limited numbers. So uh, as soon as we hear, we'll let you know, dear listener, and we'll make sure we've got a copy. <laughs> Mm. And then we'll let you know. Once we have one safely in the vault. Yes, that's right. We'll let you know. Wonderful stuff. Now, next we have a track which escaped from a kawaii show. Yes. Yes, we couldn't fit it into the kawaii episode. But then we discovered that year six... I mean, look at this. We've got paper. We've got cotton. We've got leather. We've got fruit. We've got wood. And then we've got sugar. Who comes up with this stuff? It's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a perfect opportunity for us to play Sugar Rush from, strangely, I heard this in Wreck-It Ralph, which is a cartoon. Don't know if you're familiar with it. Sarah Silverman was in it. I haven't seen it, but it's probably quite good. It's very good. It's very entertaining. And this is AKB48 with Sugar Rush.
That was the sound of Moon Wiring Club with their track Wool Book from the album An Audience of Art Deco Eyes. Mm. Sinister. But look, it can't all be sugar, can it? <laughs> we lurch from high energy sugar to wool. We did. Quite tough to find so many interesting tracks about wool on usually. I don't know why more people haven't done wool related <laughs> tunes. But we found that a splendid example there. And uh, before that, a band who I think we've actually had a news story about. This is AKB48, who named after the Akiba district of Tokyo, but also the fact that they started out with 48 members and are now up to 140 members at the last yes. count. And this is because they don't all take to the stage at the same time. But it just well, means it's a great idea. They can sort of basically federate themselves yeah. out across Japan. They do sometimes take do to the they? stage at the same time, but wow. not in the same location. <laughs> they can be in more than one place at any given time. They're Didn't... bending the laws of the space-time continuum. It's a great idea. Great idea. It's, it's a genius, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> AKB48 there with their own happy anniversary song, Sugar Rush. Yeah, the rhyming couplet that I particularly enjoyed in that, that's, this is what sold it to me, was S-U-G-R, jump into your racing car. <laughs> Why has nobody come up with that rhyming couplet before? I would have thought that might have been in Shakespeare, but no. Possibly, yeah. No? AKB48 were there yeah. first. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> I'll form part of a, I'm sure I'll be forming part of a, an educational course in English literature at some stage. Hopefully. Now, dear listener, it's time for this week's... Thing of the Week! Yes, this week for the Thing of the Week we found actually another one. There's quite a few examples of this out there of uh, splendid apps, certainly for the iPhone and I'm sure also for the old uh, Android system, of uh, various anniversary-related uh, apps, including one that sort of generates quotes called Romantic Love Quotes. Oh, that's useful. Here's an example. Love is an act of endless forgiveness, a tender look which becomes a habit. That's actually from Peter Ustinov, so that's actually quite a high-quality one. What's Peter... Generally, if you want drivel, you don't go to Peter Ustinov. He's usually quite good, isn't he? There's another one. There's another app called uh, Anniversary Quotes. May you live as long as you wish and love as long as you live. From that well-known purveyor of romance, Robert A. Heinlein. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, that is genius. Do you think it's public domain? Are they just trying to find public domain quotes? I'm not even sure they would be public domain. I think they've just Googled and they they just copied and pasted whatever. Oh, wow. Any more? Um, well, there's ones that you can use to sort of generate greetings cards. Is an app called Anniversary Status. It was a great name. Anniversary Status Quote. <laughs> and here's one. It's uh, to the beautiful couple on this land. May your anniversary be happy and grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It's a sort of school book poetry generator, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. I may have to buy that one. In fact, I think it might even be free, that one. Listeners, children no longer need to write their own <laughs> rubbish poetry. They can just get an app for that. <laughs> Don't write your own ill-conceived saccharine drivel. <laughs> it all can be done automatically can, now. Yeah. Amazing what they can do, isn't it? You'll find links to that on projectmoonbase.com. I think that probably wraps it up for this week's... Thing of the Week!
Yes, that was bronze from, uh, well, <laughs> from the album PC Music Volume 1. Mm. Quite chirpy, pretty yeah. upbeat. We probably could have put that in the Kawaii yes, track. Yes, I think but, so, yeah. uh, There aren't that many tracks <laughs> on the subject of bronze. Surprisingly, no. I mean, it's yeah. one of my favourite compound metals. <laughs> it's right up there with the brass. Like if you're going to make a kind of Jules Verne-style steampunk, Jules Verne. underwater, Captain Nemo-esque submarine, you need to have a little bit of bronze in there, don't you? Yeah, it's obvious. Surprisingly, not that much music um, on the subject of bronze, but I thought that was rather jolly. Yes. It does veer into some dangerous territory here and there. Just at the very uh, end, especially. But yeah. what I do like about it, particularly because this is an, our anniversary show, or our anniversaries show, is the... The band is called Thy Slaughter, which seems somewhat apocalyptic. Clearly at odds with the music. An incredibly yeah. chirpy little tune, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Thy yeah. Slaughter. Yes. I think there's a little bit of humour going on here. This is from the first full album length released by PC Music, a compilation of the various EPs they've been putting out over the last couple of years. It's all the brainchild of a gentleman called A.G. Cook who produces this ludicrously uh, highly polished, hyper-realistic pop music. I think he's involved in a lot of the actual uh, tracks as well, under various pseudonyms. But yes, a great name, Thy Slaughter. Mm. And the video for that track, which you can watch on YouTube, we'll have a link on uh, Project Moon Base, but it simply involves an ancient coin <laughs> with smoke wafting across it, which is quite, again, doesn't really... <laughs> Doesn't really quite uh, evoke the, uh, the music. With a name like Thy Slaughter, you would just expect a rain of blood. <laughs> Great stuff, nonetheless. But yeah. You can listen to this show. You can subscribe on iTunes. And if you do go to iTunes, please give us five stars and, and a glowing review, if you would. <laughs> you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Mm. And we're also on Mixcloud. We're everywhere. Pretty much everywhere these days, yes. Now, a musical genre which I'm surprised we haven't visited before. This is uh, Bulgarian wedding music played on the saxophone. There's quite a rich theme to my yeah. wedding music on the saxophone. Who knew that the Bulgarians were up to this? I didn't. <laughs> and I don't think we should really say much more about it. When I alighted upon it, it spoke to me instantaneously and said, yes, I wish to be part of the Project Moonbase experience. <laughs> so please enjoy Pottery Horo from Minio Georgiev. Thank you. 
to block and really say about that. Mm-hmm. Can't even begin to imagine what that wedding was like. I know. It's furious, isn't it? It's absolute mayhem. I mean, my God. It reminds me a bit of the klezmer music. But he's had 15 espressos and he's yes. been up all yeah. night. And so when you telling me that you thought it was actually playing at the wrong speed? When I heard it originally, I thought, oh, wait, how is this playing the wrong speed? I was taken back to the days <laughs> where you had to set the speed on your turntable. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? This is quite an extraordinary piece of music. Imagine the engineer in the studio was just like, faster, 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 faster. <laughs> Poor Minio. <laughs> I wonder if the entire album is that exhausting. Mm. Maybe we need to do an entire wedding album. A wedding album, that's a good title for the show as well, yeah. This is pretty hot stuff. I, mm. I would hope there must be similarly spicy fare on this album. I was so bewildered by the speed of that. I actually did an incredibly tragic thing and decided to slow it down so I could work out what the time signature was. <laughs> it's so mind-bending that you, you need to do something, no matter how <laughs> preposterous, to cope with it, don't you? I had to have a little bit of a lie down. <laughs> I felt as if I'd fallen through some kind of portal. Yes, into Bulgaria. So did you work out the time signature? When you listen to it again, you, you can hear what it's reminiscent of. It's actually the same rhythm as Dave Brubeck, Blue Rondo a la Turk. I think it's 9.16 is the actual rhythm it's in. Make a note. <laughs> that might be the first time that particular time signature has appeared on this show. I have been DJ Deskset, and as we all know, a successful married life requires falling in love many times, but always with the same person. Oh, God. I have been MC Electrical Appliance, and I only want to be with you twice, now and forever. <laughs> mm. You've got to sell it. got to sell it. <laughs> We're going to leave you in a slightly more mellow mood after that frenzy with an absolutely delightful bit of Latin jazz. Great, Dizzy Gillespie. Trumpet player extraordinaire with an extraordinary trumpet as well. Yes. Not only did he bend the notes, he actually bent his trumpet as well. <laughs> Famous for having extremely large cheeks. He needed to get all that air in them, yeah. It's part of his sound. (laughs) This is Tin Tin Dio from Dizzy Gillespie. Until next week, dear listener. Are we not like two volumes of single book? book?